buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And before we get to what's coming up on the show, we just want to acknowledge that there was something weird on the internet this last week. And our show... (laughs) Like disappeared from iTunes and Stitcher that we know of, but yeah. was available in other places. And it got probably weird. not there available in other places. Happening. So yeah. So um it was reposted if for those of you who maybe missed the episode or were wondering what's going on. So Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Some of you heard it and didn't yeah. know that there was any issue. Some of you were were literally crying at home. <laughs> terrified that the sh- that your favorite show had somehow ceased oh no be. we would never do that we would always unless we were both we both perished yeah simultaneously what if that's some- what happened frank they're crying <laughs> they're literally weeping we would let you know one of us would let you know that the other one had died yeah if something happened it's true Boy, that would be awful dan well, let's not do that. Yeah, okay. Let well, us not die. We, uh, <laughs> we, we promise you okay. now, we commit to never dying. Okay. If one of us breaks our, our promise, then, uh, then boo to us. Correct. Well, coming up on the show later on, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, well, a story that you, point, that you sent over to me about a, um, a TV show that's hired an occult consultant so they get their, their, their magic right. Right um, on the show, which just is a bizarre idea, yeah. um, and we kind of want to talk about you know getting getting pretend magic right and yeah. how, how important that is. Is it is, is and, it is is it the responsibility <laughs> of anyone writing about witches to consult with actual, in scare quotes, witches? <laughs> we'll get to it. All right, but first, Dan. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I th- there is a chance a slight possibility that Mm. we talked about uh part of this story maybe a few weeks ago the it has to do with um gay priests being outed uh for uh using grinder or other gay dating quote-unquote dating apps and uh and there was a question at the time as to like who was doing this and who was actually use f- tracking down the data and blah, blah, blah. And how were, how were they getting that information and yeah. how were they getting it? Well, it turns out that there's a group of conservative Catholics in Denver, um, wealthy folk who have formed, uh, a, a nonprofit called the Catholic laity and clergy for renewal organization. Okay. God, that um, sounds ominous. <laughs> uh, and they uh, they went out and they purchased data that is readily available for sale on the internet that includes data and information about um, usage of apps, um, like all sorts of different apps, apparently, and uh, specifically these apps that track uh, location. So they were able to analyze the data, sort through it and basically cross-reference it to locations of like known, uh, rectories, I guess, known, known homes of priests. Right. Yeah. And they were able to track down a number of priests who were 
using Grindr and going out on uh, gay dates. And uh, this is raising really interesting questions I think we, that we should all be concerned about as far as like data privacy yeah. in this country. Um, because we have, as one person in the article, quoted in the article says, we have essentially, you can count the data privacy laws in this country on one, maybe two hands. Um, we, it is not something that we've really considered as a society. Well, and Frank, in fairness, if we start giving individuals data privacy, we are actually <laughs> taking away the rights of the corporations I know. to track us and, and, I know. So, and do horrible to market things. to us. Essentially this data exists so that, so that companies that are at advertising their wares can better target consumers. That, that, that's how it's sold, right? Right, that's, that's, and, that's a, and that's how it's meant to be used, but clearly... It can also be used for very nefarious things like um, outing people. Now, it is an... In, like, as a gay man, I have this immediate visceral response to the idea of people being tracked down for being gay and outed. Like, yeah. that really... Any people. Anybody. Anybody. It doesn't matter if they're a priest or whatnot. Although, as soon as you, you, you say that they're a member of the clergy, I start to go, well, <laughs> I mean, exposing well, hypocrisy. hypocrisy. Yeah. If you're exposing hypocrisy, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm not so worried about it because I think that's, I don't know, hypocrisy should be exposed. Right. Yeah. It's still um, not okay though. But this is, this is some really nasty stuff. Um, and, and I would, and I would just point out that this is not an article about uh, some group of wealthy Catholics who are just tracking down uh, priest sexual activity broadly, right? They're not, this isn't about straight priests who right? are using OkCupid, right? That's a great point. This is about gay priests who are using grinders or scruff or whatever. Right. And yeah. so this is very much homophobic uh, activity. Deeply so. And, uh, and so I'm, 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 I don't like this one at all. So yeah, uh, but you know, um, Catholics, man, they're, they've, they've got this conservative group right now that they're, they're, they're shifting the power dynamic within the Catholic church. Right. Yeah. If the, if, if any old Catholic with a bunch of money, because I mean the annual budget of this organization is like a million and a half or something like that. Um, they've, they think they've spent about 4 million since their, uh, inception with the sole purpose of tracking down gay priests. And then they say, Oh, well we're turning the information over to their bishops so that they can like better coach them. I think was kind of how it was phrased. It's just, it's yeah, it's outrageous. It, it What's so gross about it? Because you're right. I mean, they're exposing hypocrisy, but there's just but they're try, they're only looking at one little hypocrisy. Yeah. We know and it's been known for forever. These people are not going after pedophile priests. They're Correct. not going after priests that attack and and uh prey on children. Right. They're going after priests who are having consensual sex with adults. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And as you say, they do, they're not going after priests who have uh, consensual sex with women. Right. Yeah. Gross. So gross. <laughs> um, I say, uh, you know, like it's all gross. It's all awful. Like it's hard to object to, you know, Catholics, you know, fellow Catholics eating each other. Um, right. So, you know, whatever. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Well, the truth is that if, if the priests want to protect themselves, all they have to do is leave the priesthood and then they'll be fine. They have that option or they could just like turn off location tracking. Now, apparently that later on in the article, it is an extensive article. It's a Washington Post article and it is, uh, it just keeps going. But apparently a lot of these apps are aware of the problem and they've stopped um, doing any kind of this uh, location tracking or mm. when they do sell data, um, they're obfuscating the location tracking. I hope so. Specifically. Um, because like that's dangerous. And some yeah. of them are, I've just decided we're not selling data. We're going to yeah. do all of our advertising in house and you know, so, so we don't have to sell this anymore. So yeah. that, and that's how it should be. But we also need laws in place in this country. We really need laws. So. It's scary. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of Catholics, man, I got a few. We're, we're going to hit the Catholics this, this week. Uh, and and the gays. I got gays coming up. More gays. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> we're merging. It's, it's gay Catholics all day long. Um, so I'm going to talk about St. John Paul Saint Pope, Pope Saint John Paul II. But I don't know. That doesn't. That's a mouthful, Dan. It is. It is. It's okay. You know what? After I tell this story, I think we can safely remove the saint part. Oh, good. Because uh, there was re just recently a uh, a story that aired on Polish TV. Okay. He was Polish. John Paul II was a was was a native of Poland. Mm -hmm. And he is revered there. When I was in Poland a few years back, it was long after his death. And he there was still, like, every market I went to, you could still buy Pope John Paul memorabilia. <laughs> We're like two popes <laughs> removed. And it's just, it's still John Paul as far as the eye can see. <laughs> so I, this, so this, uh, this TV channel was really taking a risk, I think, on this. But what they did, they did a two-year... Uh, investigative report where they discovered and and uh, with high with, with high confidence that when he was the Archbishop of uh, of wherever of somewhere there in full oh um, yeah somewhere in Poland I don't know what his specific <laughs> anyway Archbishop uh, <laughs> he participated he knew about abusive priests priests who were abusing oh. children. And okay. did the Catholic thing that you did then of shuffling them off to other places, apparently including sending them to places, you know, they, they found a, uh, a letter from John Paul, uh, who was then called, uh, a different name that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to read Polish. So, Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh so anyway, um, he apparently wrote a letter to the other uh, archbishop. He was the archbishop of, of Krakow. And he wrote a letter to the archbishop of uh, Vienna, I think, somewhere in Austria, mm. 
and uh, and said, hey, I'm sending you this guy, made zero mention of his abuse. Oh. And just sent him over there. And this hmm. is what they did. They just didn't want to deal with it. Hmm. So multiple uh, priests that he shuffled around ended up eventually going to prison. Oh my god! Uh, which I'm very glad to hear that yeah. that there was any retro, you know, any justice at all. But yeah, I mean, I just think maybe the title saint less apropos than one would want. Yeah, I mean, what was his miracle or miracles? I don't know. They fast tracked him. Yeah, they it was it, I, he, probably somebody like prayed to him, and their soup tasted extra good that day. He. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe it was he he made a priest. It was like a David Copperfield. He made a priest, <laughs> made disappear. A priest disappear. Just disappear. Now you see him. Poof. Now now he's the end of the season. He's gone the way of the Statue of Liberty. And <laughs> Problem solved. Oy, oy, oy. Well, of course he knew. That's what we're that it, it's it's safe to say that if you were a uh, high at a certain level within the Catholic church, you knew about and probably helped uh, shelter some uh, pedophiles. Yeah. It, it just yeah. seems obvious at this point. I oh. mean, every time anyone does a study, holy shit. I mean, it, it is, it is the editorial position of this podcast that if you have a diocese, <laughs> you have a, a child abuse problem. Yeah. It's guaranteed. All right. Uh, well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, we've reported on uh, similar stories on the show in recent weeks. Uh, this one is, takes place in Tennessee, uh, having to do with efforts at the state level to do away with marriage equality. Um, these, uh, In fact, these, you, you might say that these are proponents of marriage inequality. I support marriage inequality. Um, so in the Tennessee House of Representatives, uh, they've uh, just just barely passed a bill that would allow people to refuse to perform a marriage if they disagree with it. And that's basically how it's structured. I don't agree with your marriage. So, you know, that could be anything, right? That how is a marriage something to which one can agree? I don't understand it. Or disagree? I, I mean, maybe... You know, they know, I'm sorry. I know your parents. I know both of your parents. I know they would not approve of you two getting together. So Look, I'm not, I'm not going to be a just, part of this. She is just way too hot for you, dude. <laughs> I don't agree with this, this is... at all. <laughs> Correct. It's, 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 it, that's the intended use of this, obviously. <laughs> um, no, of course it's targeting uh, LGBTQ rights in the state of Tennessee, yeah. but also uh, you might, if you can just object to whatever, ooh, I can imagine maybe mixed race couples having some problems. Yes. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, and um, so apparently Tennessee law already says that religious leaders do not have to officiate weddings. They object to a right. needless law. Nobody was trying to force no, anybody yeah, right. to perform uh, any kind of religious service that they don't agree with. Right. Um, this bill, however, empowers county clerks to refuse to certify marriage licenses. So now you could, if all the county, if there wasn't a single county clerk in the state, 
that approved of gay marriage, well, you can't get married in Tennessee as right. a gay couple. Uh, so yeah, you'd have to like shop around and know which ones are friendly and which ones aren't. So which kind is of actually disgusting. an opportunity for marriage officiants who want to make you know some extra money. If you're right. cool in Tennessee, suddenly there's a whole bunch of people who are going to be out of the running for that little bit of cash. Yeah, but that what's important though is that it's the county clerk that's, right, that's true. So to, for certifying, not performing. So oh, you could go true. find an officiant and then not be able to find a county clerk that would just issue you the marriage license and certify it. So, so then the real lesson here is if you're gay, why are you in Tennessee? Uh, I mean, that was already the question, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so as we all know, uh, we have federally the Respect for Marriage Act that uh, passed into law back in December. Um, but one of the th one of the things, and it was pointed out at the time, it does not require states to actually issue same-sex marriage licenses. Um, it's, it only requires them to recognize right. licenses that are from other states, presumably, right? So, yeah. So that's going on, Dan. It's so gross. It, um, you know, we, we keep making progress in this country, and then we have to deal with fucking Republicans. And then it goes backwards a bit. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. God. And it's not like Tennessee is surrounded by friendlier states. So good luck, <laughs> Tennesseans. Yeah. yeah you, you could just say drive to Kentucky. <laughs> right, right. Go get married or, in Kentucky instead. Or head south to Ooh. Mississippi. It's all great. Everything's going to be good for you at this point. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, there is still that thing where, like, you can get married. Like, Utah still has that that rule where, like, a Utahan can marry someone from anywhere yeah. online. Yeah. That was like a that was like a a, a COVID sort of thing. Uh huh. So, uh, you know, contact a Utahan. Let us know. We'll we'll marry you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get ourselves ordained indeed uh anywho um okay so i am gonna take us well I, here in these united states uh, a new report has come out and this is a report by the anti-defamation league so it's not gonna be good they're, they're not in the habit of issuing pleasant reports <laughs> these days they may want them to be pleasant, but they don't end up being pleasant. This one is about white supremacy here mm. in these United States and the propaganda thereof. Mm. And uh, what they've discovered is a 38% a increase in instances of white supremacy propaganda this year. Oh, my over God. Last, well, in 2022, over 2021. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, if you want to get specific to anti-Semitic propaganda, oh, that no. more than doubled. Oh my, really? Yeah. <sighs> and this shouldn't really surprise us. You know, this is this, this was the year that Kanye did a whole bunch of shit. And then we saw banners hung on freeways in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles. I, a stupid group popped up called the Goyim Defense League. As a as a sort of oh, answer Christ. to the anti defamation league or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it it's not like this is, you know, by by like 
dissemination of information in general standards, this is not a lot of stuff going out, but it's, they're ramping up. Hmm. Uh, and they're ramping up kind of hard. And That's if you're paying really... attention, you're seeing it. You know, yeah. this Nick Fuentes guy is is gaining traction. Uh, there's, there's just, there's a lot of it right, right now. White supremacy and specific, you know, it's funny because the largest segment of it by far is Christian uh, nationalist white yeah. supremacy. Yeah. But there's also other stuff. There's, there's a weird movement here in the United States uh, of Odinists, of neo-Nazi fucking people who identify with Nordic gods. And the, you know, they think that it's that Odinism uh, worshiping Odin is the birthright of the, the Northern, the whitest of the white people. <laughs> Such a precious, precious people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I love Scandinavians. They're great, but like supreme. Well, and <laughs> your whiteness does not. I mean, if there's anything we can say as we look at the people most purporting, the, the biggest proponents of white supremacy, whiteness ain't uh, superior. <laughs> like, it does not guarantee superiority in any way. Yeah, they need a. They need to try a little harder to right? convince us all, right? Put the like, better people forward. Find somebody better than Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene uh, if you want to convince me that white whiteness is supreme. Uh, and uh, yeah, alrighty. But well, yeah, that's terrifying, it's, it's, Dan. I'm, it's starting to feel uh, a little 1930s ish around here, and but, I'm not. I'm yeah, not happy about it. Why are we Germany in this right? <laughs> Well, I mean, why? How did this problem. happen to us? Right? It was a problem here That's in the true. 30s as well. That is true. It's yes. Thank you. Everybody, do some research on Henry no, Ford. You're you're absolutely right. That is true. Um, it wasn't just Germany. We like to point fingers. Well, Germany did the worst bit. <laughs> they did, they went all in on it. They went a little bit. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dan, I want to go to uh, Washington State. Okay. Um, both literally and for this story. Why wouldn't um, Why wouldn't everyone a, want to go to Washington? It's a lovely place. I, I love Washington. Yeah, so this has to do with a homeless shelter. It's, it's called the uh, Yakima Union Gospel Mission. Sure. And um, it is, they are, f they are feeling a little put upon by the state uh, because the state has passed a law uh, called the Washington Law Against Discrimination. Uh, actually, this sounds like it's been around for a little while, but the, the state Supreme Court has interpreted it recently to prohibit religious organizations like a gospel mission uh, from using a sort of a religious test for hiring. Right. So they cannot uh, they have to hire using sort of normal equal opportunity hiring practices. Mm. Oh no, um, that's and, terrible. They're going to hate that. <laughs> right. So, uh, this, the Yakima union gospel mission is suing Washington state. So to win back the right to hire <laughs> only people who follow biblical beliefs. Yeah. Um, now this always does beg the question of, um, why, why do you want to go work for a gospel mission as like a non-believer anyway? Yeah. Yeah, um, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge problem for them. 
<laughs> right. But nonetheless, they're, they feel a little put upon. And so they're uh, suing. Um, now the state does still recognize a ministerial hiring exemption. And I'm just like, guys, there's your loophole right there. Right. right? Like everybody's like, a minister. Nobody wants to work at your place unless they like really believe in your mission period. So make them all ministers. Yeah. Right. That's easy. Um, and of course it, it, it's coming from a sweet little gospel mission thing. Right. That, you know, houses the homeless that feeds the hungry, uh, that provides other services that are all admirable services to be providing. Right. Um, but the problem is, is that where does the line stop as far as religious organizations? We have hospitals that are owned by religious organizations. Do they want to be able to, you know, discriminate against some nursing applicant or, or whatnot. Well, we know that they do. We know that they do. Right. And so these laws have to be in place because of how much hiring in sort of non-ministerial settings, um, church or not churches, reli- these religious organizations do. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, we kind of ask the question who wants to go work for a gospel mission, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe some, somebody who's getting themselves off the street. Right. Right. Uh, maybe somebody who doesn't have a lot of options about where they're going and now they have to be biblically aligned or whatnot. Like apparently like a, a, a big part of the test is like who they're married to and are they Ew. having sex outside of marriage? <laughs> right. And these are right. questions that like this, this person might be showing up to apply to be a janitor or a cook. This has nothing to do with ministering. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's yeah. going on. These things, they keep popping up. Um, these organ- like religious folk in this country are not going to be happy until they can discriminate against whomever they want, period. That's what they want. I, you know what's funny is that I'm not 100% sure where I fall on this question. Mm. Like, should they, should, I hate all of these religious organizations right. with a passion. right. But if I'm going to grant that they have the right to exist, I, maybe they have the right to hate. And maybe they have the right to hire hatefully. I don't know. I don't I, know how I feel about it. I'm not 100% sure where I fall on that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it, it gets hard to sort of tolerate the intolerant, right? Like, you can't. Yeah. Right? That, that's what this is a, they're, they're a question of. Right. Like, yeah. like you can't be 100% tolerant of everything. It's, it's a paradox. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so like you, you, you have to, you have to pick, you have to, you have to decide where the, these lines are. Like where can people discriminate against their fellow man? Right. Yeah. Now I think a, a soup kitchen that's run by an organization, like a religious organization. Like, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's where I think, no, when I think about it, I'm like, no, you are there. You're getting tax exemption. Yeah. The problem is, no, is that we've got to, you can't just hire only dickheads. Right. Yeah. They are getting a tax exemption. That's, that's important. And, but, but also like, there's a big problem in how we've sort of structured a lot of this stuff in this country, which is 
we've relied on these religious organizations to fill in huge gaps in our social safety net. Right. Like we, like we don't do not provide as a society for these kind of services well enough. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and so who's picking up the slack? Who's who it's these evangelical and Christian groups, you know, right. Carrie, um, the Catholic community services and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's a failure on society's part. It's a, it's a complete failure of American government. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to close this off with, I'm, I'm, it's good news. I I hesitate to say it because it's like about a terrible thing, but it's good news out of France. Um, you know, we talked at length earlier about Catholics and uh, their, their little bitty uh, child sexual abuse problem. <laughs> the, so in France, apparently, there is a governmental agency called the Independent National Authority for recognition and reparation. Uh, and this is, a, this is an organization uh, that basically is all about uh, getting some sort of reparations to the victims. Mm. It is a victim-oriented uh, uh, organization, which is kind of amazing because 99% of the focus of dealing with this issue is about protecting the reputation of the of the church <laughs> and not so much about, you know, helping the victims. Mm. So, uh this is an interesting one in part because one because you know, as we've said, it's not a small problem. As a matter of fact, a report in 2021 came out in France and estimated some 330,000 children were sexually abused over 70 years. Oh yeah, I rem- yeah, I remember that report. 330,000. God. That's yeah. that's a big number. Um so when this uh when this reparation organization uh announced that they were there, a bunch of people came flooding in. Um not as many as I would think. Out of 300 plus thousand, they have fewer than 2,000 victims who have come forward oh, uh, to claim compensation. Mm. But I'm mm. glad that they're there. Yeah. Um, it's a slow process, apparently, but it's slowly happening. Um, the, the, the amount that these, that these victims are getting is not uh, outrageously high. Um, you know, 80% of the sums are above 20,000 euro, which mm. isn't that much. Mm-mm. Um. 40 people have received the maximum amount, which is 60,000 euros. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a massive sum for either for these individuals. I think it'll end up being a massive sum for the church. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think that that's at very least these people are being recognized. They're, they're being apologized to. And they're being, you know, they're being shown that there is, uh, that there is some. It's not justice, but they're they're getting something. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's wow, that's important. Yeah, 
it's it's wild that more people aren't coming forward. Is I mean, it must be, like like you said, it, it, it must be quite the process. Is there a process like? Like, yeah, I, there's a process. It doesn't maybe seem they just to be don't wanna, too onerous. Maybe they somehow people just don't want to put themselves through it. Right? I don't blame them. Like, like just, just you ha- I've I mean, moved I, on with my life, and I've and, sought the therapy that I need. Right. Well, and, and at the very just, least, I'm not. This asks these victims to relive this in some way. They yeah, have it to does. tell. Yeah. They have to actually like say what happened. Yeah. And like you know, sort of go through it and especially if they haven't processed it yeah yeah that's that's a lot to ask it's a deeply painful thing yeah that's true Ugh. so i i i hope more people do come out uh but and, it, and claim it's, this it's strangely not surprising to me that more haven't yeah yeah I, in a weird way but hmm. but hopefully hopefully at least the visibility of this thing can at least normalize it for people and mm-hmm. make them realize that it's not their fault and that it has nothing, you know, sure. that they, that they're not alone in, in this, uh, in this victimization and that, that, that they're the victims because so often they're made to feel like they're bad. Mm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully this does good. I, I, I think this does good, mm. whether it does as much good as it should or not. That's not the question. I think it's a good thing. Just in general. Well, all right. But if you, dear listener, <laughs> wish to disagree or to agree, whatever, please feel free to write into us and let us know about it. You can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to play yeah. it on the show. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around, there's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, uh, we I, we have a lovely little conspiracy theory here that I'd like you to uh, that I'd like to play for everyone. Okay, um, it doesn't start out as a conspiracy theory. It it starts out as lamenting. Uh, this is a this is a hate preacher, Jonathan Shelley. We've played him before. He's a right. he's a, a show favorite. Just mm. a peach of a fella. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really worried about the girls of America, oh. the women, the young women of America. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, and, and he, he, a is worried about them on their own cause they're making choices that he does not approve of. <laughs> uh, but then also right at the end there decides to throw, to pile in every conspiracy theory he can think of it all at once. So that's kind of fun. Let's just hear what he has to say. Look at verse 14, give them a Lord. What wilt thou give? Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. This, according to the scripture, is a curse unto people. Yet, this is almost what every American girl wants. I mean, almost every American girl is striving to have a dry womb and dry breasts. And they're drying it up through birth control. They're drying it up through the pill. They're drying it up through all kinds of just inventions and devices. And in fact, there's even arguably wicked and evil people in our society that are trying to dry up the womb and the breasts of people for them through vaccinations and through drugs and through all kinds of tampering with our food and with water and just bad health advice. 
Uh-oh. The water, Frank. It's in the water, Dan. It's in the water. <laughs> they're going to get us. They're going to get they're going to dry up your womb and your breasts, Frank. Oh, well. I mean, we're talking about mine. Um <laughs> please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, it's I don't like I don't like that phrase. <laughs> dry womb and dry breasts oh man i'll tell you what mm -mm. uh for 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 many women nothing better nothing better in the world than a dry womb and dry breasts yeah i mean can't blame them right and listen the hysterectomy that andrea got the best thing that ever happened to her (laughs) she'll say it she loves it no more periods no, no more, no more anything. Just, uh, just smooth sailing. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Dried, just dried her up. It's so weird to me that Christians, especially, you know, especially older Christians, you know, you get the boomers and above the thought of childlessness is the worst thing that they can imagine, especially yeah. for a woman. Right. But like for men too, but especially for women. Yeah. Like the thought of not having children, which as a childless person, and I think you could probably back me up on this as another childless person. Mm-hmm. If if you didn't feel sort of the calling to parenthood. Right. Childlessness is glorious. <laughs> it is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. I have nothing against parenthood. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Be a parent. If that's what you feel like you want to do, yeah. great. No, yeah, exactly. We need people being raised in this world by people who want to be parents. Right. That's like, like that's that's ideal, right? Yeah. And I get that it's like uh, sometimes, you know, it, it, sequence of events happens and you end up with a kid and, and there are plenty of those people who are also fantastic parents, right? But there, like there are good parents who are who did not want to be parents and exactly. who don't want to be parents. Yeah. That's fine. And they, they they pull it off somehow. But like if if you just like you know like ugh. I'm sure there's plenty of people who want to be parents who are actually this is also true. There are plenty of people who wanted to be parents who are awful parents. <laughs> well, that's true too. Absolutely. Like so I don't know. There's there's no good formula here. People fuck other younger people up yeah it's <laughs> through the, bad parenting this it's and even if you had the most wonderful parents in the world you probably resent them for something so yeah the, um, the truth is though and i i think this is i think this should be the, the societal default mm-hmm. if you unless you feel specifically moved deeply to have children mm-hmm. don't have them yeah yeah like if you unless you feel like really deeply that you want children. If you're just sort of like, I don't know, maybe yes, maybe no, don't. Yeah. We got plenty of people. There's too many people. And, uh, and, and, and the last thing we need is, uh, is children being raised by people who, uh, who aren't really into it. Yeah. I mean, there is a little, like there is an, an economic issue at play. Whereas aging societies become very top heavy and difficult to, to, to deal with if there's not a a younger generation coming in, but so we do need, we do need people reproducing. 
Right. I don't think we're in any danger of <laughs> the world not being repeopled. Well, you're talking about just the species. Like, you can have like. I don't a think real we owe the economy. Problem. I, 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 look, the, it, economics is basically voodoo in terms of science. We don't know really what will happen. But we, I do, don't, we do know certain things like if you have a lot and lot, a lot of old people who need to be cared for, it becomes very expensive for a society to do that. That's all I'm saying. And so the, the people who did get born, who, who were raised by the few people who actually wanted kids, now they have to like deal with all of us. That's yeah, all I'm there's, there, there's the other side of that though, which is that childless people have more money and are therefore possibly able to better uh, save for their own care. Oh, I'm not talking about just the expense. I'm talking about the actual like need for there to be people to care for you. Sure. I and to have like an, to have an we've economy. Gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we might be a little off our own topic. I'm just saying. Dan. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm guessing we're going to get some emails about that, uh, yeah. and that's fine. And we uh, need gay, we need people raising we need we need atheists raising good oh a hundred percent and proper thinking people right yeah yeah we need we need good parents to yeah. to, to to be out there parenting yeah because what we what we don't want is just the ding dongs raising the kids anywho. <laughs> Uh, speaking of emails, we have some, and I'm going to read them to us now. Good. Uh, this one is in response to, we've been talking a little bit, uh, on past shows about genealogy slash family history stuff. Uh, and this, and you know, we talked about people not acknowledge, not just like looking for the, oh, I was related, you know, I'm distantly related to Prince so-and-so of, of wherever, mm. um, Sometimes there's dark stuff in history. This person mm -hmm. wrote in to say, I thought I would write uh, on this issue. My grandfather served in the Germany military during World War II. Oh, wow. It's hard to be 100% sure because I have heard conflicting information, but best my best understanding is that he was in the SS. I don't really believe in the sins of our father, but still feels like something I should not forget. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, taking ownership of, if you are going to appreciate the good things in your genealogy, right? it's pretty important that you also take ownership of the the not great things. Right, yeah. So, hmm. there you go. Thanks for that. Uh, Owen wrote into us to say, uh, good morning, good people. I, I live just outside of Melbourne. And can confirm that the general approach to religion here is meh, whatever. Remember, Frank, you and I talked about last week uh, the uh, Australian uh, state that that changed the rules on religious education in Correct. schools, and then everybody stopped. And going. They were like, "Oh, well, why will?" Okay, no, of course right. we're not going to go to that class. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, Owen continues. Uh, That's not to say that there are no churches or mosques that draw large crowds on Sunday morning. I'm guessing the mosques don't draw a large crowd on Sunday, but that's okay. Um, but the vast majority of people don't care. When 47% of Australians call themselves Christian, they're really calling themselves, oh, I don't know, I'm Christian, I guess. I think Nan still goes to church, maybe. That's my Australian dialect for you. Oh, well done. look at you. <laughs> that's terrible. Um, I That was on the fly. I guess my brain just decided it needed to be Aussie. Um. 
Public displays of religion. If I had worked on it, it would have been great. Oh, it would have been so good. <laughs> Public displays of religiosity are generally regarded as mildly embarrassing here, which is why when religion educa- religious education became indoctrination and recruitment tools instead of purely informative about religion and culture, the Victorian state government changed the rules to opt-in and out-of-hours, and the numbers plummeted. Hmm. No self-respecting Australian student would ever give up their lunch break or stay after school for that shit. <laughs> Personally, I'm not against educating students in the dominant religious paradigm of the culture so, so that our kids can get all the jokes in Monty Python's The Life of Brian. But it's always a give an inch, take a mile with religious types. And while in America, that means that the case goes all the way to SCOTUS, where it is confirmed that not only do churches have the constitutional right to take that mile, it's religious discrimination for you to stop them. Here in Australia, we say, nah, fuck all the way off with that shit. Back in your box and we'll see you at Christmas and Easter just to keep Nan happy. You didn't do uh, yeah. the accent on the second part, Dan. No, no, no. I bailed on the accent. <laughs> I, uh, I, Aww. I'll do. You know what? I'll do an accent for the next, uh, for the whole next email. <laughs> no. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I okay. do because I don't know where Jim is from, so okay. I can't do his accent. Okay. I could assume. I could just. I could just assign an accent to it. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> where where should Jim random, be from, Frank? Random accent. You you choose the accent. What's the and, topic? Uh, What's the topic? Uh, asceticism. Asceticism. Um, well, I don't know. I think. Do you? How how's your Pacific Northwest? <laughs> how's it's your? Tricky to differentiate. Really. <laughs> I don't know. Do do like a Tennessee. That's a fun accent. Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, I, I'd have to summon my Greg Locke. Mm, there you go. He's Tennessee, right? Okay, we're off the rails again. We're not going to do it. Okay. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is from Jim. I love your show. As a lifelong Christian, I always hated fasting. Uh, uh, yeah. This is As a reminder, we talked about asceticism last week, so yeah. go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Yeah. I'm uh, there with you, Jim. I hated it. Just the worst. Yeah. The worst. Uh, Jim says, it never did anything spiritual for me. Rather, it made me grouchy and mm-hmm. all the more focused on the food I was giving up. <laughs> Later, when I was about to be ordained as a deacon in the Catholic Church, oh. my archbishop confided in me that celibacy was a joke when he was in seminary. What? Finally, uh, which, I mean, we've seen how priests act. We know they're, that it's a joke to them. Sure, but just like, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> like... Some offhand comment. Right? Yeah. Hmm. I I shudder to think what offhand comments happen between priests and oh. and uh, and each other. Yeah. Uh Jim goes on. Uh finally, our last parish priest was a Franciscan who had taken vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Not only did he hit on me, a married man. <laughs> But he amassed thousands of dollars of outdoor gear, numerous tents, a kayak, etc., which he had to divest himself of when he retired, lest his superiors find out what he had done. <gasps> the shame. I, the I'm shame no longer of religious, kayak. Right? I'm no longer religious, and I only give up something. I only give up something, I assume, for Lent, if it makes sense from a personal slash financial uh, or health perspective. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah. Why, you know what, why are they, this is, this is the true point. If you're going after priests for being hypocrites about their vows, 
go after them for fucking, you know, getting a bunch of getting thousands of dollars worth of like outdoor gear before you go after them for gay sex. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like it's, it's the same shit. They're, yeah. they're all hypocrites. Right. Or probably not all, but come on. They're human beings being asked to act not as human beings. Most of them are going to fuck it up. So, if <sighs> so, so don't yeah. pretend that like your persecution of gay priests is about hypocrisy. It's not. It's about persecuting gay people. Anyway, yep. thanks, Jim. The, yeah, you're right. I think I think for for many people, asceticism uh, is just nonsense, just absolute nonsense. Well, folks, uh, listen. Here's the thing. Our show is entirely listener supported. We do not do ads, as I'm sure you have noticed. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't. We we have no other way of making this show go. So, if you are a listener, and you are, and if you also have uh, some disposable income that you'd care to uh, to show your appreciation for our show with, we'd sure appreciate it. Uh, how do they do it, Frank? They can go to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. There are two options. You can sign up on Patreon, or if PayPal's better for you, there's that too. And as always, Dan... We have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Austin! More show coming up. Dan. <laughs> Ooh, yes? I'm Did it just get spooky in here? A little mist rolls in. A little, uh, little incantation, Dan. Does it smell like burnt sage to you? <laughs> a I cauldron. Smell. There's a cauldron. Imagine a cauldron in the corner. I'm surrounded by herbs. <laughs> Sacred spooky herbs. <laughs> so, so, yeah, here's yeah. the thing. I, I sent you this morning a... Uh, uh, a link article. to an article. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word article. That's where my brain is. Uh, and it's it, it's on religious news service, and it's all about sort of this new and thriving, apparently, industry of Hollywood uh, Wicca slash like witch consultants, mm. mm -hmm. occult consultants. Yeah. So these are people who like shows. There's a new there's a new show called so, called Mayfair Witches on oh, AMC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, but there's a lot of shows. You know, The Craft just had a The Craft, which was from like 1996, just had a sequel come out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's all about shows about witches, and in the show, the witches actually have magic. Right. But what they're doing is hiring consultants who are Wiccans and whatever, who don't actually have magic, but pretend to, <laughs> uh, to make sure that they get all of the spells and, and yeah. uh, herbs and everything correct. Right. And the one thing that these charlatans seem to be <laughs> doing <laughs> is, uh, is ignoring the fact that when they in real life, as you you know point out, when they do these things, <laughs> nothing happens. 
Smoke does not swirl. No. Things do not start glowing. You know, uh, their enemies do- don't wither and die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so as far as like accuracy and getting things right, like, they are sort of failing a little bit. Like they should be consulting and saying, you know, actually we, that is, this is how the incantation works. Right. And then, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens. You guys are getting it wrong. You keep, <laughs> you keep doing these spells and shit happens. Yeah. No, you, this, this show is so fake. It's so phony. You guys, you're, you're, oh, you're getting witchery. Totally, totally wrong. So yeah. there's a so the reason that I sent it to you is because a quote midway through the article mm-hmm. they they quote one of these uh, one of these practitioners of Wicca one of these real life you know practitioners yeah who who said you know this is a very important thing because uh, representation of our religion is important so it's important that they get it correct yeah and I say if it's actually working right. <laughs> No, no, okay, so she believes that it's doing something or else she wouldn't do it, right? In but, this case, it's a he. Or a yes. he, okay. Sorry, I made a... I guess not all witches are female. Um, yeah. I shouldn't make that assumption. Um, Is that a gendered term? I don't know if like, if, if, if male Wicca practitioners I mean, so here's are... the deal. All that I know about witchcraft comes from <laughs> bewitched, so... <laughs> They're called warlocks on on that show, right? Right. So witches and warlocks. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a crazy thing. And I, you know, like here's the deal. Like, I really like the idea of accuracy in, mm. in like in in film and television, like getting the details right. Yeah, uh, it helps for sort of you know that world building. And whatnot. And my immediate reaction when you sent this over and suggested it, I was like, well, you know, I want them to be getting like, you know, Muslim prayers, right? And I want them yeah. to get, but like also typically at the other end of those prayers or, you know, Christian ceremonies or whatnot, people, like you say, aren't withering and dying and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, demons aren't emerging from the netherworld and right. blah, blah, blah. Like, like that's typically, not what happens, even though there are cases there, you know, I mean, you can think of like, I don't know, like the exorcist or something like that, where you have actually a Catholic priest, right? Right. Dealing with the devil. Um, because, because that doesn't really happen, but like, well, I mean, exorcisms exist. Exorcisms most certainly do exist. And so like, I guess I would want them to be getting the, the exorcism side of it. Right. You know, not that I would believe that a devil would ever enter a body, but right. But that's the point, right? Is that if you're going to get it correct, then there are two things need to be correct. <laughs> the stupid rituals that they're doing need to be accurate. Right. And then also the fact that there's no fucking devil in that person needs to also be accurate. Then the would- fact that, <laughs> that there's something psychological <laughs> and not supernatural happening. So that- you... You want all movies based in the in reality. Dan, well, is what okay. I'm hearing. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if accuracy like if accuracy is what we're talking about, then that. If however we're talking about magic, like 
witches casting actu- casting magical spells and there being magic. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have to be accurate with about. I don't think I have to relate real mad like actual magic happening to real life Wiccans, right? Who don't make a- who are incapable of that kind of magic. <laughs> I don't think I have any responsibility to that because if your magic worked, I would have a responsibility to it. I would mm. want it to be, I would want to be right on the money, <laughs> but my well, witchcraft, you know, if I'm making a movie about witchcraft that actually has magic, uh, it's not the same witchcraft as what these people do. Cause that doesn't have any. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So no just, need to respect it <laughs> if you're actually going to show it being magic. Right. Yeah. And just just like with if you have a priest doing an exorcism, if the premise of the show is that there's actually the devil in that child, then you don't have to be accurate. Yeah. But if, yeah, because, but if it's because a psychological we're in the world of fantasy thing, now. <laughs> right. But if the show itself isn't fantasy, right. then you need to be accurate. Yeah, I can live I think with so. that. I like the idea of making a show about Wiccans as it's really practiced. Mm. And I think there could be a very interesting movie mm-hmm. about a bunch of Wiccans who practice spells and incantations and all of whatever they do. And it's super accurate. And, no, you know, the correct, the accurate number of people continue practicing it never seeming to notice that nothing's fucking happening. <laughs> I mean, you say that might be interesting. I <laughs> doubt it would be entertaining. Not the oh. way that these like magic-y shows are, right? Like, no, no. You well, t- you want to tune in. If you make it a comedy, I'm going to I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm there for that. Really? I want to make I want you know what? Somebody oh. start a GoFundMe and we will make movies that make fun of <laughs> Not just this magic, uh, all of the religious magic. Make uh, fun of the priests that they think they're doing magic. Make fun of the Mormon people yeah, that oh think that they're doing magic. Right. It's just, you know, I, and here's the thing. You know, a lot of our listeners might be upset right now because there are still people who uh, who want magic thinking to be real mm. or who believe that it's real. Mm. And I come by this, my... Like, I have no belief in any kind of magic. You, I'm willing to be proven wrong, but so far nobody has shown me anything that could that, that comes even close to making me believe that there's any kind of supernatural or, or occult magic of any kind. Yeah. Not even like and, metaphysical stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've explored a lot of the things that make people believe, you know, I'm... I'm not going to admit to having done, you know, quite a bit of, uh, of, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs. Mm. It's not like I'm admitting to that, but I've done quite a bit of psychedelic drugs. (laughs) Uh, and I don't believe it's anything beyond just fucking with your own body body chemistry. But I come by this honestly, because I can tell you that as a younger person, as a teenager, as a child, no human being on earth wanted magic to be real more than me. Aww. And and I did some dumb shit trying to make magic happen. 
Did you look in the mirror and say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary? <laughs> no, not at that time. Because at the time that I wanted magic to be real and believed that magic was real in the sense of like had religious beliefs about, uh, you know, Jesus magic and all this stuff. Like I would never have fucked around with evil, the evil side of it. Sure. But I no. believed it as much as I believe, not, not Bloody Mary, <laughs> but I believed in the devil as much as I believed in God. Oh, the devil was totally real in my world. Yeah. And uh, growing and up, so growing up so Mormon. Yeah, I, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I believed in, I believed in magic on both sides of the aisle on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I wasn't going to fuck around with the evil stuff. But boy, did I try to make real, to, 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 to prove to myself that Jesus magic was real. Yeah. And also, you know, as a kid, I was pretty sure the force was real. I was pretty sure Star Wars, I could make that happen. But the truth is, uh, the, my my eyes were opened uh, because I tried so hard because I wanted it so badly to be true. Yeah. And uh, and and when it turns out that none of it is true, uh, first of all, a I'm I'm very glad that none of it's true because I love my relationship with reality now. <laughs> I love I love just just what I can see and perceive and and that is enough for me. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And also like uh, I don't have to I I I I don't feel deluded anymore. Yeah, isn't Frank that nice? Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... <sighs> I just think about like, like having that religious mindset again and like mm. how I, I just couldn't, I could never live my life like that again. Right. Like because you're the, walking the, around with constant cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And just like, reality never lines up with what you're told. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And it's just a horrible way to live. Yeah. So yucky, yeah. yucky poo poo. <laughs> I don't like it. I would. I'm. I'm. I'm much rather. I'm very, very pleased now that that there. Like, yeah. Would I love it if I could, you know, say some spells, say some some words, and maybe you know, make a potion or something, and my depression would go away, or uh, I would get rich, or whatever it was that I wanted. Would I love that? Yes. Right. That would be a more fun world. <laughs> but it it's not true right and mm -hmm. i and uh and so i'd ra i'd rather not be practicing magic that isn't true than be practicing magic uh and 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 be disappointed all the time yeah but not allow yourself to actually think disappointedly you just are you just carry this little burden of disappointment with you wherever you go <laughs> anyway uh, I don't know. Maybe some other people have different relationships to magical thinking, uh, and I would love to hear that. Uh, you people at home, feel free to write into us about it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page if you want to. Click on the like button. It's facebook.com slash Atheist. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. 
Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.